Welcome to the UK Travel Planning Podcast. Your host is the founder of the UK Travel Planning website, Tracy Collins. In this podcast, Tracy shares destination guides, travel tips, and itinerary ideas, as well as interviews with a variety of guests who share their knowledge and experience of UK travel to help you plan your perfect UK vacation. Join us as we explore the UK from cosmopolitan cities to quaint villages, from historic castles to beautiful islands, and from the picturesque countryside to seaside towns. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the UK Travel Plan podcast. In this podcast, I chat with Doug of Monique Tours in Cornwall. If you listened to episode 32 of the podcast when we chatted to Wendy Hume about her month-long driving holiday around the UK, you may remember how much Wendy loved her data with Monique Tours. So I had to ask Doug onto the podcast to chat about all things Cornish. In this episode, Doug shares information about the various tours he offers around Cornwall, including tours for fans of Doc Martin and Poldark. He shares tips and insider information perfect if you're planning a trip to Cornwall, including the advantages of taking a private driver guided tour with Monique Tours, and also Doug's number one tip for first-time visitors to Cornwall. So without further ado, let's chat to Doug. Yeah, my name's Doug, and I'm also married to a Tracy as well, yeah. so yeah. That's pretty unusual, but I've predominantly been for the last for 15 years, I've had my own taxi company, and uh, about four or five years ago, when Poldark was still filming down here, I was invited to provide a vehicle for one of the actors who lived in Cornwall, needed to get to the set, and because the set was, or some of the positions of where it was being filmed were off-road, they asked me to take him down, but also take him from the set or from the trailers down to the set. And so they sort of did this for a few days. And, you know, I noticed that actually a lot of people, you know, watching and looking around. And I sort of kind of thought, well, maybe if I did some tours or something along that lines, and that's how Monique Tours was was born. So that's how it really started, really. And so I sort of, yeah, I'm denied for a little bit. And then yeah. took the plunge, yeah, and yeah, immediately found that yeah, I wasn't actually the only one doing tours. There were quite a few other companies. So I just all I did was I I emailed them and said, well, look, if you get any extra work, would you consider me? And one of them did, and actually gave me a lot of work for that year, and you know, it went really well. And of course, then you know I started getting a lot of bookings for the next next year on my own. And, of course, then COVID hit. So that sort of knocked everything back into a cocked hat. And uh, so, yeah, there was so sadly then, you know, with COVID, one had to I had to sort of look at options. And and so, you know, unfortunately, one of the things was that the nice 4 by 4 had to go. Yeah. So, you know, I'm hoping to sort of get back and get another vehicle of that ilk eventually but yeah. at the moment we've got sort of more you know practical vehicles in the in the shape of a, sort of a people carrier and a larger people carrier okay rather so than the sort of complete luxury but that's part, i guess in terms of when you take your tours on people book you know what's the minimum number of people that you take on a tour and kind of the maximum i guess that would be interesting as well to know yeah so a minimum number is well, one person, but yep. I can cater for up to eight people. But I wouldn't perhaps recommend 
doing a really long tour with eight people, it can get a little a little cramped. Just actually to in, I, I should have said that the Manig tour, sort of the name Manig, actually, you know, I get lots of pronunciations of Manage and Manig and Manage and you know, I should, you know, if I had a pound for every time that I got a mispronunciation, but you know, wouldn't need it's to right. work. But yeah, I've realised, Doug, that I've been pronouncing it the whole time because I've been saying Manige. So I've been getting it wrong as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. But funny enough, it's actually a, it's a Cornish term and it's a, quite a local term for the Lizard Peninsula. Right. Um, it, and actually, it actually means monkish land or, or, or land belonging to the church. Okay. And it's actually a higher grade than glebe. So glebe is quite is another ecclesiastical term that means vicar's land, but Manig is actually bishop's land. Right. And it's probably thought to be where perhaps also monasteries appeared several hundred years ago on the Lizard Peninsula, because that was a, a route favoured by people doing going down to the Holy Land and Spain on walks, because it was actually considered too dangerous to sail around Land's End because of the pirates and everything like that. Right, yes. And then only then, latterly, then people started going a bit further north and coming in to, and then walking across Bodmin Moor and then picking up another boat from Foy going across to Brittany. Right. And you actually see that when you, if you did a tour on with me on sort of Dot Martin tour, we go on to, on to Bodmin Moor and there's a place there called Temple and there's an old, well, it's a church now, but it's actually called Temple because of the Knights Templar, right. which was a, a resting point. So, and you can actually see a stained glass window to that effect of a Knights Templar in the in the stained glass. Oh, I see. I, I wish I'd I wish I'd known you last year because we spent we actually stayed on Bodmin Moor. I didn't know about that, and uh, Doug would have my Doug would have absolutely loved that. <laughs> and, and that was the I guess one of the questions, and I answer this in the group myself quite a lot, and on the Facebook group and on the website is there's so many advantages to going out on a private tour with you guys, you know, and and one of those things is is what you've just said that local knowledge that you have which is invaluable. So, you know, and you can do a lot of research and obviously we write a lot around about the area and stuff, but we know that if people want that kind of in-depth experience of going around Cornwall, a great yeah. way to do it is to, to go with you guys. Exactly. Yeah. And, you, you know, you're going to get, you know, li little anecdotes like that. You know, you perhaps, you could perhaps research it on your own. You could go and drive there. Fair enough. You could find it, but you're perhaps not going to know exactly where it is or the history or, you know, whereas we can just take you straight there. and Exactly. Well, that's it. You can kind of do do more in a day in terms of rather than kind of us trying to find that sort of place that you can plan it out as well. Because I know that you can do tours that are kind of bespoke for people. But I wondered if it would be worth actually talking about some of the tours that you do, your most popular tours, because I know you've, you've got quite a few. Um, I was going to talk to you a little bit about the Ancestry one because that fascinates me. But I think if we talk about maybe your most popular tours, and I know a lot of them, they're going to be based around some of those famous TV shows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably the, mo the most, the two most famous ones, or the two most popular tours that I do, are the, the Poldart and the West Cornwall tour, because that's a, that's a lovely day trip. And we take to a few Poldart locations where it was filmed. And it's not just Poldart. So, I mean, it, even if you don't, haven't watched the show or anything like that we're still going to take you to lots of places that you know great cornish vistas and you know places like st michael's mount you know and that that sort of there's some really lovely places to see 
that even if you haven't seen Poldark, you'll just be amazed at the scenery and everything like that. So. Oh, I mean, it's a, it's such a stunning, beautiful part of the world. The advantage as well. I mean, you guys, we we drove, we did a bit of a road trip around Cornwall last year, and, and obviously we we did struggle. Like you know, it was July. We struggled like a lot of people do when they're driving. We couldn't get parked in some places. So places like Mausel, we had to just drive straight through because there was nowhere to park. But obviously, if we go with you guys, you you know where to go. You know where to park. You know where you can always drop your guests off so they can have. That's a walk it. Around. I mean, a lot of you know some of the places you know. Parking is a premium. I mean, the the Dot Martin tour, particularly if you're taking people to Port Isaac, it's an absolute nightmare. Narrow streets and everything like that, and you can't park anywhere near the actual. The car park is about a mile out of town. So, I mean, the advantage of having a tour is that we can drop you right in the centre, and you can wander around. It takes about forty five minutes. You've got to, it's fairly. It's all self explanatory. It takes there's a guide that you can walk around and it tells you all the locations of the where the places are filmed, uh, which is really really good. And you know I mean, we can pick you up again forty five minutes an hour later, and you, you've been able to see it and then not have to struggle either down the hill or, or even back up the hill again. You know. Yes, so we we did park and and walk down and then walked back up again. So and you don't want to be doing that on a hot summer's day, I tell you. <laughs> exactly and, no that's and, right absolutely and, and saint ives perfect example for saint ives because we drove to saint ives and we gave up trying to get parked we get so we actually ended up going <laughs> the next day and, and going to saint earth and get the train in that was what we did exactly because- yeah i mean if you if you're going to do saint earth and by car park in, in saint earth and get the train in it's it's by far the simplest way and actually the best way because that was one of the most scenic train lines in britain it is, it is a lovely, it is absolutely beautiful train line, that one. And it's not very long, but then it gets you straight into St. Ives, which is which is amazing. So yeah, it's fantastic that's right. That. But I think a lot of people obviously are scared about driving in Cornwall because I didn't drive in Cornwall. I asked my husband to do it because it, I, wasn't, I was not driving on some of them. <laughs> I took my daughter when she was five, actually, and, and I did all the driving on that trip, and which is another reason I didn't drive last year. Because obviously high hedges, you can't necessarily see what's coming around the corner. You've got single roads, you've got steep. So again, you guys do the driving. And I, I was thinking, you know, if you, you go into some of these beautiful places, one person, if they're driving, is missing out. They're not getting to see all that beautiful scenery because they're concentrating on the roads. Yeah, well, you pro- probably two are missing out because you've then got one driving and one map reading. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Yeah, and then you have an argument when you 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 miss the turning, and you know, absolutely, and, and yeah, you're right. And you're somebody's navigating and watching, and, and the other person's driving. And uh, there's probably a few words I had with Doug a couple of times about, you know, and also the amount of the, on Bodmin where the horses on the road, the sheep on the roads in the morning. You know, when we were going backwards and yeah. forwards, the wild horses, the wild ponies were there. So you know, you've got to be mindful of all of that. So that's a, you know a huge advantage. So when when people inquire to book with you guys, I guess Paul Dark and Doc Martin are going to be your, the two kind of TV programming things that people are wanting to to kind of see. And obviously, the other associations with Cornwall are going to be people like Rosalind Rosamond Pilcher from who was from St Ives and the, the Shell Seekers, which I I read in the eighties, I think late eighties. I'm not right. Ready. Yeah, that's like- right. That was the Joanna Lumley, the where she she started in, in that, and yeah, she she was born in the lands and raised there, and you can actually see her house still still there, not lovely house overlooking the estuary. Yeah, and of course, then she moved away to Scotland when she was about twenty. Married an army officer, and she sort of, you know, 
was dreadfully homesick. I think, you know, she was quite young and, you know, married young. And then she, yeah. she was on her own, pretty much. And she started writing writing these novels about growing up in Cornwall. I mean, they are fairly similar, a lot of yeah. them, They're, you know. But she did very well at it. She made a lot of money. And They're those- still popular. They're still popular because they, they're actually the shelf seekers has come up. So we were talking about just different books and books that we're reading at the moment. I did a Facebook Live a couple of weeks ago, and we're talking about what we're reading. And, and the shelf seekers came up from a few people in the group. So it's still it's still something that people are you know enjoying. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you know that they've actually been adapted for German television? Yeah, I've heard they're very popular in, in Germany. Yeah, yeah, really popular. It's a, a massive following. And you get you know a lot of German, Austrian, and Swiss tourists that come over each year to come come and see Cornwall. It's it's actually very difficult though to actually try and pinpoint some of the locations because they do tend to to flit around Cornwall. So you see have one scene scene it sort of down in West Cornwall, and then two seconds later they're flying over Padstow on, a, on an aerial shot, and then they're back to the south coast. So it's like incredibly right. difficult to actually try and pinpoint scenes and stuff like that. But there are a few sort of notable ones that we can that I've got that we can take people to if if they're into that. Yeah. So obviously you've got some you've got you've got some kind of tours that you've recommended. You know, you've got your Paul Dark, you've got your Doc Martin. So Paul Dark is kind of your West Cornwall Paul Dark, and then Doc Martin kind of the, north. Doc Martin is the sort of north coast. I do an, another one which is a tour which takes you out onto the Lizard Peninsula. So that's really a nice you know sort of countryside, but. You know, they soon take you down to the most southerly part of Great Britain, as opposed to Land's End, which is the most southwesterly part. So, you know, and of course, then you can go, if you're going to Lizard Peninsula, you can go down to Kynance Cove, because Kynance and Michael's Mount have just featured in the latest Game of Thrones, the Day of of the Dragon. So that's featured quite heavily, those those two places. So So I guess we we can take you to both. A kind of... like a connection with that now so it's going to be the lizard peninsula with the kind of yeah the, the lizard's music. going to start getting a, a lot of hits there now and yeah you know, and but it, I, you know i'm i'm a slightly biased because I, I live on the lizard so it's it's a beautiful a beautiful area and you know it doesn't get enough attention all, all the time yeah no i guess it no but it probably doesn't and actually even when i was thinking about our itinerary last year we didn't get a chance really to to explore that area so that's definitely if if i get a chance to come over cause i'll be over in the uk for three months this year then i'll that's the area i would like to to see more again trying to kind of raise the profile of some areas that people don't necessarily have first in there you know because a lot of people know about saint saint ives comes up more often than not and and obviously saint michael's mount's hugely popular so it's nice to kind of also kind of highlight some of the areas that might not come up, you know, be on people's radar. So if if people want to come on your tours, how often, you know, do people tend to come down to Cornwall by train and then you pick them up there? Or do you go and pick people up from airports? How do you, what, how do you do? Anything really. I mean, we, at the moment, because of the train strikes, obviously it's quite difficult trying to, sometimes people trying to plan things and not being able to, but it, it's really, I mean, a mixture, I suppose, of people that come down by train. They, you know, we don't tend to get involved in their the organisation so much as for their accommodation. Although we can recommend places to stay, so it's generally we we take people out on on day trips. Although you know, sometimes we, we can then we we're happy to go up to Heathrow or any anywhere in London or or anywhere in in the country for that matter and go and pick people up, mm-hmm. and and then we can always tour people back down into Cornwall and they incorporate 
you know, a bit of touring on on the way back down. But you know, unfortunately, you know, Cornwall is is long and thin, and you know, it's seventy five miles long, twenty two miles wide at its widest point, and then five miles wide at its narrowest point down down near Penzance. Yeah. So I think when you sort of come to stay in Cornwall, you have to sort of bear in mind where you're staying to which tour you want because there's no point having a tour in west cornwall if you're staying to a further north than truro because the traveling time is is you know an hour and a half two hours yeah and you know the roads as much as you know it's lovely down here we have no motorways we we have you know one dual carriageway going up through the spine of cornwall yeah and, and that's it and that just gets clogged up in the summer you know so you know, I have a lot of people that come in by cruise ship into Falmouth and they and they want to go, you know, and do a sort of Dot Martin tour around Tintagel and Boscastle and, and it's and they're like, Well, it's only seventy miles. Well, yeah, I know it's only seventy miles, but that's nearly a two, two and a half hour trip each way on a, a sort of seven hour tour, seven, eight hour tour, well that's five hours. You know, and you haven't got a lot of time then to see a lot more. And I think that's actually, I mean, that's a great, great point to make, Doug, really, because I think people don't assume, you know, that A, it's it's as far as it is from London. I think that comes up quite often. But also when you get there, getting around is not quick because you're talking about, you know, small little lanes and roads. And, you know, it's it's like you say, there's no motorways and, and it gets busy. You know, Brits love going to Cornwall. It's a popular holiday destination for Brits. That's as right. Well as yeah. So... You know, you just need a nice summer like we had last year. We were there in July and, it, you know, we were we couldn't, I say, we couldn't get parked in lots of places. We had to drive through and it was very busy. And that was before the schools broke up. So I'd hate to think what it was like in August. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's sort of, it's, a, it's a still a beautiful county, but you just don't want to rush it. If somebody's thinking, you know, I really want to go to Cornwall, I'm really interested in the Doc Martin stuff, or I'm really interested, you know, I really want to go to St. Michael's Mount, I really want to do that, is to talk to you, is to get in touch with you and say, look, these are the, how would this work? How could you do this for me? Exactly. Where- you, you know, the, probably the easiest thing is to perhaps, you know, go, go and stay in two places. We can also do it that you can t- have a touring day Part day, and then we just move and have a have transfer, and move you down to another hotel. Yeah, and then, that good. you yeah. know, then you could have a day on your own, and then perhaps another day and tour, and then move on. It's like anything's sort of possible. You yeah. just have to sort of think slightly out of the box sometimes, and do it do things a different way. Yeah, yeah, but it's like kind of that's advantage of being able to speak to you and like and you know say this is what we're interested in because you know the area, so what would work best? Yeah, and I know you, I know you do a five day tour as well. We do, yeah. So that's sort of, you know, taking in, doing the Poldark Tour, Dot Martin, the Lizard, and then you can sort of, you know, do a, for for the Roseland Peninsula Tour and go go on further, and then, you know, an East Cornwall Tour as well. So, Yeah, so that's a pretty in-depth one where you get to see. That's a pretty in-depth one, and, yeah. you know, generally a lot of those ones people tend to perhaps tack on where they they go back on up to Bath on the, on the final day, yeah, and maybe they're coming down from from somewhere else on the first day. So it's sort of you know you can sort of do visit other places on the on the way down. I mean, as as we normally tend to do, if we're picking up from Heathrow, we'll do a drive past Stonehenge so people can see that, and yeah. then perhaps go on to Avebury, which is another beautiful yeah. set of standing stones and stuff like that. And it's actually that's actually free 
yeah. uh, and you can get up close and touch the stones and everything, unlike Stonehenge, where you're kept at more yeah. than length. I love Avebury, I have to say. I really do love Avebury. And, yeah. uh, I enjoy going to Stonehenge, but I, I remember going to Stonehenge 30 years ago when I, you know, you parked and you went through oh, the tunnel. Through, through the tunnel, me. yeah. It was just me yeah. at the Stonehenge today. You know, it, it just seems like a different world now when you go when yeah. it's so popular. But uh, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, the, the other place that we go to quite often is Stairhead, okay. which is uh, near Warminster, which are some gardens there. Yep. And that was where the 2005 film Pride and Prejudice was filmed. Right. Where right. Mr. Darcy proposed to Elizabeth Bennett. Yep. There. And also, that's just recently featured in series two of Bridgerton. Oh, okay. Well, that would make it popular as so well. So that's, um, yeah, quite a good little place to stop as well. So I guess if somebody wanted, even if they wanted, there's like a couple of, you know, two or three people wanting to pick him up from Heathrow and bring him back to take into accommodation in Cornwall, you can incorporate the places of interest along the way. like Exactly, one yeah. It's not just a, you know, a black down the motorway and, you know. Yeah, yeah, you, so that's can, great. That's kind of like arriving and having a, a first day of a first day of touring on your first day that you arrive, but also but in, in comfort because you're getting driven. Which is great. Exactly. You know, it's a great way of dealing with that. You're not driving anywhere because you, you guys are doing it. So obviously, if people want to get in touch with you to book a tour with you, there's going to be links in the show notes for this episode. Okay. Which at the end of the podcast, I'll kind of put, put all that information on there. So obviously, if people want to do that, they can click through to the show notes. But also, if you want to just share, Doug, as well, how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, probably the easiest way is just go onto my website, moniquetours.com. Yep. And then there's a page on there where they can send send a message and get in touch by email so that's, that's probably the easiest way yeah i think that, or, that's or my my email is moniquetours at yahoo.com and that's m-e-n-e-a-g-e that's it yeah i, mean, I could pronounce it incorrectly so, <laughs> so <laughs> i know i need to I will remember it's Manig now. So, Doug, obviously, it's been great having a chat with you and, and talking about some of the tours. I just want to just mention one tour that really kind of struck with me, and I think this might be of interest as well to a lot of our kind of listeners worldwide, is the fact that you got the tours for anybody who's interested in their ancestry. Now, the reason I mention that is actually my great-grandfather was from Cornwall. He was a Cornish tin miner who left, who okay. left in the late in the mid-1800s, and met my great grandmother in Derbyshire on the way up and then settled up in Northumberland for the on the coal mine. Right. Yes, yeah, so I'm Cornish blood. There we go. Excellent. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, certainly if if people want to do an ancestry tour, that's something they definitely need to get in touch with me beforehand. Yeah. Because you know, yes, we could sort of perhaps do it on the day, but if people want to actually can get in touch with me and then I can do a bit of background research and get hold of church wardens and stuff like that from for churches. And normally quite a lot of these people they're more than happy to look at the old records and stuff like that i've done i've did a few a couple of years ago where we i did get it sort of sprung on me or he, the, the husband was rather reluctant to mention it so that the wife was sort of giving giving a bit of a few nudges yeah and we just sort of found this church and i said well let's go and have a look and we actually found that the husband's descendants in the graveyard which was and wow. just by chance the church warden happened to be there at the time and we found the records in in the church as well but that was real pure luck and you know a lot of the records unfortunately aren't kept in the church anymore you know because of sort of damp i guess and you know yeah. 
yeah. things things like that. So yeah, if you're gonna do, if you want to do an ancestry tour, we're more than happy. But please get in touch first. Yeah, no, I think that's that's great. I, I will be, I will be, because I'm I'm fascinated. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, now I know who to talk to about my <laughs> ancestry in Cornwall. Because yeah, you know, everybody want. I guess it's a, it's a hot topic at the moment. People are interested in kind of tracing back the ancestry, and as you say. I, I couldn't believe it when I read that 25% of the Cornish population left Cornwall in that late late 19th century. And I was like, well, my God. Yeah, that's right. When the tin mines closed down, you know, it was a, such a big employer. And, you know, and that's how, you know, the expertise spread around the world. And yep. and ultimately, you know, the religion spread around the world as well. With You know, they took the religion with them and their oh, churches. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's so a fascinating topic, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of people that are listening going, oh, hang on, I, I'm sure I've got Cornish ancestry. I need to get in touch with Doug. So that'd be brilliant. So just one last question, Doug, for today, and it's a question I always ask everybody who comes on the podcast. Yeah. And what, what tip do you have for anyone planning to visit Cornwall for the first time? First time, well, my biggest one would be don't expect to see Cornwall in a day. You yeah, know, absolutely. I said earlier, it's, it's you know, 75 miles long you're probably looking you know just to have a sort of a touch of all places you're probably looking at about minimum of four days and it's it's a lovely part of the world and every every bit is different you know yes, but that- on the most part we're all friendly we don't bite you know no and, and lovely cornish pasties and lovely ice cream <laughs> oh, oh yes that's right yeah and a few cream teas to boot as well absolutely with the jam on first and then the cream of course because we're in cornwall Oh, well done. Okay. Yeah. Well, got that one right. Cornish, well, Cornish background, Doug, Cornish background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, rubs off. Anyway, I have to say, Doug, thank you so much for coming on the podcast this week. It's been brilliant to talk to you. Yeah, it's good to talk to you. And that's uh, great. Thanks again to Doug for coming on to the podcast to talk about the beautiful county of Cornwall. And of course, Monique Tours. You'll find links to everything we chatted about in today's episode at uktravelplanet.com forward slash episode 34. This includes a link to Monique Tours website and the various tours, tours offered for those of you keen to book one of Doug's fabulous tours. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review and rating, just like listener All This in Heaven 2 from the United States, who said, full of actual helpful information. The passion and excitement for travel in the UK is evident through, through this informative and fun podcast. I have gleaned so much helpful information and I've learned so much more about the UK than I expected to. This podcast is a great blend of Tracy and Doug sharing their vast knowledge and having guests speak to speciality topics or areas of the country. Tracy also asks great questions to keep the content fresh and applicable. Thank you so much for your lovely review. All this in heaven too from the US. We really appreciate that. For the chance of a mention in a future episode, um, please leave us a review too. We love, really love hearing from all of you. Anyway, that just leaves me to say for this week, happy UK travel planning. Thank you.